Today, we are talking about all things lifting heavy. You guys know that Liz and I love our barbells and our resistance training. And today we talk about why we feel most women are struggling. (laughs) Sorry. I just had a really dry throat. (laughs) I was like, is she gagging? Okay. Today, we are talking about all things lifting heavy and resistance training. You guys know that Liz and I love our barbells. And today, we're talking about why we feel a lot of women struggle to see body composition change. And if you are facing that heavy barbell with fear in your mind, we're talking about how to overcome that so that you can start breaking through those plateaus. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy hump day. Yes. Back on the mic. I love talking about weightlifting. Me too. I, who was I talking to? I was talking to one of our other friends in the industry that is like mainly a personal trainer in Texas. Um, we met him at one of our business events and he posted something really funny and we got to talking and he's like, people in Texas are different, man. They have, they just stare at me with a blank stare when I try to explain common myth concepts to them. Sorry if anyone from <laughs> Texas is listening. That's what he said. I didn't, that's, those are his words, not mine. But um, I was like, listen, man, if everyone would just lift heavier weights and eat more protein, I feel like this word, world would be a much healthier and better place. <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting about Texas because I have had several training certifications in Austin from On It. I love On It Academy. Love mm-hmm. all the guys there. Such great people. Um, that's interesting. I wonder yeah. what he means by that. Where did he move from? California. Okay, you're comparing apples to oranges. Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. So he, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's really good at what he does. I know he's like mainly personal training, programming, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He's a veteran. Um, he mm-hmm. was in the military. And so, yeah, he, uh, we got to talking. And I guess Texas has been <laughs> very different for him. And I was like, well, I mean, from California, yeah, I could expect that. Oh my goodness. Well, whatever. I'm still excited for Tennessee. I got a gym recommendation. I haven't even shared it with you. We'll talk about it when we walk. But one of my good friends around the Franklin area sent me this new gym. She met mm. the owner of it and she's like, the guy sounds super knowledgeable, sounds a lot like, you know, Strength Republic and what you and Art used to do. And so check this out when you come down. I, I like, can't wait to go back to a gym at some point. And it's not that I can't go to a gym right now because like they're closed. It's more so like I don't have time to go to a gym right now. Yeah. So like, I can't wait until that can be part of my life again, because this whole working out at 5am in the morning when my muscles feel like they are literally frozen solid, ain't working. I just want to find a good gym that has a good community. Mm -hmm. Like LA Fitness, it's cutting it for now, but it's not my favorite place. Yeah. I mean, I see the same people there. Like it's the same four or five people every morning. I was actually in the sauna this morning with one of the girls that I see all the time. And I kind of wanted to strike up a conversation with her, but then I was like, yeah, I don't want to be the weirdo. That's like, Hey, I see you every morning. What's your name? Maybe I'll do it next time. Listen, you know what I've been working on more in my life being like extremely nice to people. Oh yeah. We said hi and we exchanged, but she also had her headphones on. Oh, okay. She didn't want to be that like weird lady. That's like, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Do you want to talk to me? 
Well, I told you how I went over to the guy one day and I was like, hey, like random question. Did you do a powerlifting meet? I, you know, and he's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you look like a powerlifter and this is getting awkward. And my husband's like, he probably totally thought that you were hitting on him. And I was like, well, no, like he had his lifting straps. He just, he looked familiar. And I was with my girlfriend, Trish, and she's like, yeah, just like go ask him. I'm like, I had my wedding ring on, so he can't think that I'm hitting on him. So anyways, but I'm way more outgoing than Art though. So he would probably be like, Totally. The funny thing is Nick's like somewhat of an introvert, but he's in, I mean, he's technically not in sales. He's in account management, but like he has to be with clients all the time. And I'm like, once you get to know him, he's not introverted, but he's totally a, I'm the absolute extrovert. I just, I love, and I think I handle his comments because he's pretty much like, I think him and Art, like they're a lot alike in a lot of ways. And so like just some of the comments that he makes to me sometimes when I see him, I'm like, you're so Art. (laughs) Yeah, okay, (laughs) whatever. so true. I feel like I come to my house when I come here with Art's comments. (laughs) Like, can I escape this? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're talking about workouts today. And this actually was a request because one of our clients was asking, how do you overcome the mental blocks when you're aiming to hit a new PR or lift heavier? And I thought it was a great question. And I'll be honest, I'll talk a little bit later, you know, in the episode about my struggles with when I was doing, you know, all my powerlifting um, training and doing the powerlifting meets. I only did two, so I shouldn't talk like it's a hundred. Um, <laughs> There was a lot of mindset work and like mental game and we'll we'll talk about more about mm-hmm. that in the second half of this episode, but we want to chat first around evaluating your workouts and mm-hmm. is it actually serving you and is it serving your goals and one of the TikToks uh, that I just made uh, is talking about fat loss, right? And I'm basically saying like you can count calories and you can do a bunch of cardio if you want to lose weight, like you want to see the scale change, whatever, you're going to be skinny fat, essentially. If you want to actually lose fat and look good, be lean, be air quote here, tone, you need to be tracking your macros to make sure that you're eating enough protein to Becca's point, right? Mm-hmm. And you need to be lifting weight at least three to four days a week. Mm-hmm. You need and to- heavy weights, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. You will not change body composition with food adjustments alone. So if you're not exercising at all, like you might lose weight for sure. You might become healthier because, you know, losing body fat. Um, but if you want to look a different way, you you will not accomplish that without some type of resistance training or exercise that is a new stimulus to the body. And you may have like a slightly different version of your body if you lose weight, but a lot of people want to change how they look. They want to change their body composition. And so if you're looking to get like toned or have a waistline that you haven't had in a long time or like have shoulders to tone them and legs that have shape, you guys, those shapes are muscles. They are muscles that create that shape. So unfortunately, we can't just like diet down to a muscular body. A muscular body is built. A toned body is built. We don't just like shed the fat and it's there. We have to we have to build it. It has to be built. So please get over the fear of becoming bulky. I feel like this has been hammered down so many times in life, in social media. Like I have not once seen a female get bulky unless she was both over consuming food and lifting very heavy. Or taking a bunch of testosterone. Taking a bunch of steroids. Like I always, always see women become leaner and with better shape to their body from lifting weights. I was the smallest version of myself when I was the strongest in my life. Smallest version of myself. And you guys, 
also it's freaking hard to build muscle okay so don't like make it seem like i'm gonna lift weights and get bulky it's hard work to gain muscle so hard so do not discredit that with those types of thoughts or statements so what we need to discuss is like what does it need to look like to change body composition because although lifting our dumbbells at home that are 10 15 maybe 20 pounds will help you maintain fitness it is not going to help you build a ton of muscle to truly change body composition. And you guys, all of the Instagram models that are selling you their at-home workouts with like these bands and these dumbbells that if you do them, you're going to look like them. You guys, they don't do that from those workouts. They lift heavy somewhere and they don't show you, but they make it seem like you can look like them from their workouts. So do not get fooled. They lift heavy. They pick heavy things up and put them down. I promise you. Yeah. I'm going to add on to that too. The people that you might see on Instagram or social media that have this balance where we can drink wine on the weekends Fuck and eat pizza so angry. and we can eat intuitively and have our donuts and all these things. Guess what? They also have a lot of muscle mass. And mm-hmm. so it works for them to be able to enjoy those things the same way that it works for Beck and I to be able to enjoy those things from time to time when we choose to because we have muscle mass and we're not just looking at water weight fluctuations on the scale and that muscle mass helps us burn many more calories in the day. Mm -hmm. Plus we prioritize need. So we'll talk about, you know, that even later too, but what do we recommend for you? If you are right now doing a program and you're not getting the results that you want and you're kind of, you know, reevaluating, does this serve me? Does it serve my goals? What should I be looking for? You know, in terms of changing? Well, Number one, we've said this several times, you need to have a progressive strength training program that challenges you, that pushes you. For me, I really like having a personalized program because there's imbalances in certain things. There's sticking points for me in certain lifts. For example, my bench press, I lose my lats when I get really heavy. For my deadlift, I stick in the mid shin when I'm getting really heavy. And so I like having a progressive strength training program that is built around the main lifts, but it also has other accessories to help support strength in those lifts. And so if you're just following random workouts from YouTube or you're mix and matching the beach body on demand workouts, you are not going to see the same results as you are if you're following a progressive strength training program that is going to push you to improve your strength. Mm-hmm. You guys, and your programming may seem like you're doing a lot of the same stuff when it's done right. Like you should be doing some form of squats, some form of deadlift or pulling from the ground, some form of pressing like bench, strict press, shoulder press, and some form of pulling, push, pull, lower body, upper body, push and pull, balance it out. You should be pulling upper body more than you're pushing to prevent injury in the shoulder. And your body can usually tolerate more pushing, squatting than it can deadlifting to protect your back, to protect your core. And so a lot of times people think that programming is just like, well, I just follow these things and it'll help me progress. No, you guys, programming is an art. It is making sure volume is programmed correctly, making sure you're not overdoing certain things. And that's where a lot of people end up with injuries when they're like following random things that are having them do a hundred burpees on Tuesday and then a hundred pushups on Wednesday. And then your pecs are super tight. You injure your shoulders. Like it, it takes thought. And so I think a lot of times we don't realize that and we discredit that. And we think that we can just follow these random workouts and see progress. Not usually. Very few people can do that. And so no, no matter what you're training for, any program is going to include those four movement patterns. And it is going to always include those. 
And that's where like, if you get bored, that's where accessory work comes into play. And what we consider accessory work is basically your non-lift, your non-big lifts. So things like tricep extensions, lat pull-downs, pull-ups, push-ups, you know, single leg movements, like single leg split squats, single leg Romanian deadlifts, single arm movements, bent over rows, all those different things are what help create variation in your workout so that you're not literally just like power lift, deadlift, squat, press every single day because that's, I get super bored. And then you also vary your conditioning usually. You vary the conditioning with dumbbells and barbells or running, you know, rowing, whatever it is to help not make it so boring. And at the end of the day, I know that Liz and I lift very heavy and we're not saying that you need to be like us. We're not saying you need to deadlift 300 pounds, you need to bench 150 pounds, like, but most women are working far below their capacity. That is the main point. Most of us have not even touched our potential in heaviness. Like we have so much more in the tank and you should have workouts frequently where you feel uncomfortable. Like, oh my gosh, that was really hard to stand that squat up. Oh my goodness. I almost lost that lift. I almost couldn't do it. Like there should be many times throughout a training cycle where that is felt. And I think what happens right now is a lot of people, as soon as something starts to feel heavy, oh, that's heavy enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop there. That felt heavy. Yep. And you have, this is where you have to train your mind, right? You have to get into the mental space to visualize and anticipate you successfully accomplishing this lift. Now, I want to caveat here before we go into, you know, some of the things regarding, um, you know, being confident, lifting heavy, understand as a female, there's going to be certain times of your month that everything is going to feel heavy AF. Mm -hmm. This typically happens in the last half of your cycle. We have a whole podcast episode about training with your menstrual cycle and understanding the hormonal shifts. The week before my cycle starts is typically a deload week. Ovulation time is generally the time that I'm lifting at my heaviest. Uh, Today is maybe day five after um, having my period. I felt really, really good. Told Becca this morning, I was like, I just wanted to do a sprint run this morning. And it was awesome. That's what I wanted. I moved my reverse pull today or day until tomorrow so that I could do a 30 minute run with sprints and intervals. And it was awesome. I just felt good. I felt powerful. I felt like that was the push I needed. So in the first half of your cycle, you generally feel like you want to try new things. You feel better in the gym. You feel like your recovery is much better. And this is where we would encourage you to do some of those higher intensity, you know, workouts. But as you approach ovulation, Try to time if you are having like max lifts or 90% or, or above, uh, try to time that around your ovulation because we talked to so many of our clients that are like, man, last week the weight felt good. Today I couldn't even do the same weight for as many reps. I'm always asking, where are you at in your cycle? And so know from a mental space, like it's not necessarily you all the time. It can also be due to hormonal you know, fluctuations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you also need to consider like if you haven't ever lifted heavy before or you've always worked out by yourself, you probably should go through a phase where like you hire a personal trainer or someone to watch your movement and then you can feel more confident with movement. Cause I think a lot of people get nervous. Like I'm going to hurt myself. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I feel my back too much when I do this stuff like that. And so if you've never really lifted, have you guys, there is no time in life that's too late. We have clients of ours that are in their forties, fifties that we just got back into a, a gym using a barbell for the first time in their life. Like it can happen anywhere. Sure. Intensity looks different heaviness looks different, but there's no time in life where you're like, ah, it's too late. I can't lift heavy anymore. Heavy is relative. And if you've never had anyone truly look at your form, Liz and I have our clients send us videos all the time. 
because that can be helpful even if you can't if you don't have the money to hire a personal trainer like find someone that has the knowledge to look at your form a little bit ask someone at the gym be like hey can you watch this you know someone that seems like they know what they're doing can you watch this can you can you let me know if there's any tips around it because it it very much so yes if you are not lifting correctly and you lift too heavy you will injure yourself 100%, which is why you have to put in the time and investment to learning how to lift properly because it is a skill that will help you for life. It is a, an investment. Like I believe that my head, like my muscle mass and my form and has helped me so much in my life, maintain a healthy weight, not injure myself doing things like recover from injuries a lot faster. So Try to find someone if you've never had someone help you learn how to move properly before you get into this. And then also, I think it can be very helpful to be a part of a community. Absolutely. Be a part of a gym. That help, that I find 1,000%, a lot of people say, I'm not good at pushing myself, but when I'm in a class and I see other people pushing themselves, it's a lot easier. Absolutely. And this is why I love training, like either with my husband or you know a friend, anybody that I can see is like, oh man, they're pushing themselves. Like I want to push myself to do better, like go faster, right? Especially if it's a conditioning circuit. This morning was a great run for me. I just was really in the mood. But let, again, as I've posted about before, that's like one in 10 workouts where you just feel like you go and you crush it and you're just in the zone. And you don't need anybody else there. Everybody who does that every day that they lift and they work out, like the guy who does his BOSU ball you know, movements and all these weird, wacky things at our gym, like kudos to him because he seems like he crushes it every day <laughs> and wants to be there and you know outperform everyone in the gym. But I enjoy having you know a coach and a community and friends, most importantly, importantly, because that builds your circle. We've talked a lot lately on the podcast about having a community or having a circle of people that support you that are walking the same path as you, because on those days that you don't want to do it, they're going to be the people you know that are helping you through it. So the other thing um, that I wanted to just briefly say here is Becca was kind of touching on injury a little bit. A lot of ladies are afraid to injure themselves, but at the end of the day, if you hire, you know, a coach or you learn how to lift properly, heavy lifting prevents injury. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing, and I've talked about this before in terms of like mobility, but if you can be mobile and you can be strong, if you have a slip, you know, or a fall, you're going to catch yourself and you're going to rebound out of it versus breaking things. Yes. Right. And I think being able to have good balance, core stability, it's going to help you in so many other areas of life. Like I remember when we moved into this house, I loved being able to run out to the truck, grab a big box. It's heavy. The movers are like, do you need help? Nope. Got it. I need you guys to focus on the furniture, right? I love feeling powerful. I love feeling strong Mm -hmm. and not needing other people's help when I'm, you know, manhandling Marcus in one arm and then all the groceries in the other arm. Like I like having that ability. And so understand that lifting heavy and being strong will transfer into other areas of life and it's going to prevent you from injury as long as you're doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. So how do we become more confident when we get to the heavyweights? First and foremost, visualize visualize, visualize. You have to visualize and believe in yourself. You have to train your mind the same way that you train your body. You have to visualize a successful lift. You can't walk up to the bar and be like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to go well. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can squat because what's going to happen. You're going to get injured mm-hmm. under that heavy squat because you break down and you're not focused on thinking about the cues to set up properly, bracing, breathing, staying tight. 
and believing that you can stand the fuck up. Mm -hmm. So I'll let Becca kind of walk through some of the cues, but there's a couple of things for me that I think about. And this has happened over the course of years of coaching from my husband, from my current coach that I have now. There's things that have really stuck with me, even from my powerlifting coach that I had from Barbell Logic, right? As she's giving different forms, uh, cues, and she's changing certain things, it helps tremendously to have eyes and have multiple eyes on your lifts because somebody might say something just slightly different than maybe the yep. way that Becca said it, and it'll change your lift entirely. And so if something still doesn't feel right to you, have another set of eyes on it and maybe listen to their cueing as well, because that might be the thing that you know ticks. But you have to first and foremost visualize that you are going to be successful in making the lift if you go into it with doubt, you're not going to make the lift. Mm -mm. No, a thousand percent. And you're right about the injury thing. I've injured myself many a times when I've gone into a lift tentative or like nervous about it. And I don't stay tight enough because my mind is on what's going to go wrong. And then something freaking goes wrong. You guys like, I don't know if anyone's ever seen CrossFit movements, but like I've had multiple snatches where I've lost them behind me and they've like hit me in the back and slid down my back, like 150 pounds overhead that I drop on my back. Like, And the beautiful thing, luckily, is because I was capable and athletic, I was able to move out of the way in time. But like the times that I've done that are the times that I've doubted the lift. You have to go into them cocky. You have to go into them hyped up. Like, I'm going to freaking make this lift right now. And you have to get yourself ready to brace because guess what else helps with heavy lifts? Adrenaline. Okay. And so if you go into that lift, hyping yourself up and ready to make that lift, you are much more likely to be having the blood flow and the energy flow and all of those things that working in your favor versus when you're going into a tentative and scared, you don't brace as well. And so for example, when I'm going into a heavy deadlift, I think about push with my feet first, squeeze my lats down, almost like I'm trying to hold pieces of paper in between my armpits and not letting them fall. And then I squeeze my shoulder blades down and back and I think push first, don't pull, push first. I squeeze that bar as tight as I can because I have a history of hurting my back on deadlifts. It's just, I am very quad dominant. I've never had a big butt and hamstrings. I tend, I have a horrible body type for deadlifting. Deadlifters are usually shorter limbed, um, shorter limbed, and they don't have as far to pull. I have very long legs. I have very long torso, short arms, horrible for deadlifting. And so you need to understand like what help, what usually goes wrong with you and then cue around that. With squats, I always think, hold the bar tight, pull down and back. Squat is a full body movement, you guys. It is not just a leg movement. It is a core movement. It's a shoulder movement. It's an ankle move. Like there's a ton of mobility that goes into it. And I think about spreading the floor with my feet. I think about pulling myself down in the movement, not just dropping because a lot of people lose engagement. They try to drop and bounce out of the bottom. I pull myself down and then I stand up fast. Like, There's so many cues that go with it, with the snatch, with the clean, all of those things, very complex movements. There's a lot of cues in my mind that are going on, but you have to have these things that you know, when I miss lifts, when I don't feel as strong in lifts, this goes wrong. And that is where videoing your lifts helps. Mm -hmm. Like I work out by myself. And so I can't rely on a coach to watch things in time, in real time and say, fix that on the next lift. I have to videotape and I have to watch myself and I have to be like, oh, I see what I did. My butt shot up on that lift. I need to keep my butt down. I need to keep my back tighter. And so you have to be doing these things to be able to spot that. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me, I've competed for a very long time. I competed in CrossFit for three plus years. You go into a competition, you got to be cocky to an extent. 
You have to trust that like you've put in the work, you've done the lifts leading into that, you've lifted heavy leading into that, you trust the programming and it's going to come out and show. Like mm-hmm. you, you just have to trust, you have to have faith. You have to believe that you are strong because if you doubt, you've already missed the lift. Yeah. You didn't even you didn't even do it yet and you've already missed it because you have that doubt. And so try and gain some cockiness going into that. You don't have to like say it to everyone, but like in your mind, believe that you are strong enough to make that. And here's the thing. If it's a day where like lifts feel heavy and things don't feel as good, maybe that's not the day you're going to PR. We all have those days, guys. Like Liz was saying, a lot of times it aligns with your cycle. But I think at the end of it, you know when you're building up to a heavy lift, if it's going to be there or not. Yeah. Like you just know. I know days where I'm just like, listen, I feel slow as molasses today. Everything feels heavy. Like it's just not my day. I'm going to get through. I'm going to try to hit my percentages and I'm going to move on and hopefully feel better the next day. And then there's some days where you're like, whoa, that weight flew up. That felt so easy. Maybe today's going to be the day. Like you mm. got to... You got to have some awareness of like what the day is feeling like, because some days, even if it's supposed to be a PR day, some days just isn't there. And that's also where you need to be smart because you will injure yourself if you try to push when it's not feeling it. Yeah. And the other big thing that I'm going to add on to this is that you need to practice on your lighter lifts This, and you need to approach your heavy lifts mm-hmm. with the same intent that or you need to approach your lighter lifts with the same intent that you're going for in the heavy lifts. Like you don't just do, you know, 175 pound squat for eight or nine reps and just, you know, squat it out and then expect that you are going to get to, you know, 300 pounds and it's going to be the same thing as 175 if you're not training your brain in the same way. And so what do I mean by that? Like think about those cues, think about setting up properly. Even if the weight doesn't feel heavy, you need to continue to train your brain so that when you get to the heavy lift subconsciously, you know that you are setting yourself up. Am I making sense with that? I think so. So what I'm saying here is like, if you're approaching 250 and that's your squat, right? And so 175, that's 75 pounds less, that is easier for you. It's not going to feel the same. It's not going to feel the same, but you have to practice on lighter lifts, Mm -hmm. going through the cues and setting up properly and thinking, okay, I'm tight. My lats are down. My shoulders are stacked and packed in my butt, right? I am going to stand the fuck up. I'm going to spread my feet apart. I'm Mm going to push the floor away. You're breathing the same. So breathing through your mouth into your belly maintain that tightness. Like if you had a weightlifting belt, you would be pushing into the belt, right? And then you're squatting low and you're thinking, stand the fuck up, like Mm -hmm. getting out of it quick. You need to do that on your light lifts because when you get to the heavy lift and you're now nervous, you need to have, it's kind of like the same thing you do subconsciously in life. Like you just have these habits and these routines that you go through day to day, right? Mm -hmm. You need to have the same habit and routine when you're setting up for your lighter lifts as you do for your heavy lifts. Yeah. And I think the other thing is like, be confident in failing too is another big one. I, I'll i be honest, I'm a lot more comfortable failing a front squat than I am a back squat. Like you can get stuck under the bar on a back squat and it's kind of more awkward to fail. You have to kind of shoot it back as you go forward or you have a spotter, obviously, but spotters are tough too. Like you have to trust your spotter and you have to trust that like they're not going to push you forward and <laughs> like it's going to be a disaster because coaching CrossFit for 10 years, I've seen a lot of bad fails, I've seen some things where I'm like, you're lucky that you didn't get injured doing that. Um, but sometimes even like practicing with a spotter on slightly lighter loads or, you know, knowing if you fail a bench press, you shouldn't have clips on the bar so that you can tip the weights off. Like those things all make a difference as well, because then you go into it in the back of your mind, like, okay, if this doesn't go as well, I feel confident with bailing it, but I'm going to make it. So I'm, but like you guys, if you've never failed a lift in your life, you have not gone heavy enough. 
I'm just going to say it, say it right there. Like if you've never failed any lift in your life, you are not even close to your max potential. Yeah. Because failing lifts also drives like, I'm like, know what? I'm going to hit that next time. Like that's, and you also know your limits then. Okay. That's it. Like that's where my limit is. That's what I'm chasing. That's what I base percentages off of. And so I think that a lot of people work on, you know, if you are working off of percentages within a program, a lot of people work too low because they're working off a, a quote unquote max. That's not even near their yeah. max lift. And if you fail it, evaluate it. That's mm-hmm. one thing that a lot of people don't do. They're like, Oh, that was just too heavy. I just couldn't get it. Well, if you can get five, 10 pounds less than that, it's not too heavy. Something broke down in the process, mm-hmm. whether that was you didn't believe you could do it. So you doubted yourself and you missed the lift before you even went for it, or you weren't braced tight enough. You didn't breathe the right way. You lost, you know, your engagement. Like again, for me, when I get under a heavy bench, the biggest thing that I've been working on a lot lately is training more with my lats because I lose my lats on a heavy bench. Yep. I can keep it on the light ones. No problem. I got it stacked yep. and packed, right? We're yep. good. Compensation, man. Yeah. You start to compensate with other muscles. And like you, I think that the biggest thing that benefit wise of lifting heavy is you feel so powerful. Like I love lifting heavy, finishing a heavy lifting session and being like, yeah, like I just did that. I just squatted 200 plus pounds for multiple reps. Like I have two babies. I've run a bit. Like you just start feeling on top of the world when you lift heavy, when you finish a session and it just like flows and it feels good and it didn't feel that heavy. Like we've talked about before guys, to be totally honest, I would say 50 to 70% of your days aren't going to feel great. They aren't like, I just had a day this past week where it clicked And it was the first day in probably like, I don't know, a week, week and a half where like things felt good, but it clicked. And I was like, that's what I've been trying to build. I was able to get multiple chest to bar pull-ups when a month ago I couldn't do any, but what I've been working on, I've been working on a ton of strict pull-ups. I've been working on a ton of overhead pressing. I've been working on muscles in different ways. And then I go to do these movements that I couldn't do two months ago and now I can do them. And it's like, this is what all the hard work is for. And so when you have a program, it allows you to see that. When you're just doing a bunch of random workouts, it doesn't. And so you don't get the same fulfillment. You don't get the same, I'm accomplishing, I'm getting stronger, I'm moving forward type feelings. And so that's why I think having a program itself and truly pushing yourself to limits on days you know, that you're feeling it really helps you grow as a person because it helps build the confidence that a lot of people don't get from other things. It's just like, and anyone that lifts heavy that's a female, you just know. You know the feeling. Mm-hmm. It's the best feeling in the world. I love it. Builds confidence, builds power. You just, you attack life much mm-hmm. differently, I feel like. I mean, I think about the training that I did in college. One, I hated it. Like all the step <laughs> classes and the cardio and the spin and all that stuff is so uh, boring. But I think about that and how I would leave compared to now with my workouts and how, yes, you feel strong. You're just, you feel good in your skin. Mm-hmm. You just feel good in your body. And so, Train for life, guys. Like again, you don't have to be out there doing three hundred pound deadlift, five hundred you know pound squat, whatever it is, and you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else. Don't compare yourself to Beck and I. We've been doing this for a long time. I've been strength training now for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, your goals in different you know seasons of life are going to change, but at the end of it all, you should have a good foundation, and that should be built upon strength right? Sprinkle in your runs, sprinkle in your bike rides or whatever cardio session that you want to do, but you need to be lifting three to four times a week if you really want to have a good 
tone, lean body that is strong and will help prevent you from injury, help you go through life as you age much easier, maintaining you know mm-hmm. your weight much easier. So we're done with today's podcast. We won't continue to rant about it. Uh, sorry, we went off on some tangents and hopefully it made sense. But um, I will leave you guys with this. There are two books that I would recommend if you're struggling with this. One is Mind Gym and the other one is Embrace the Suck. And both of them talk about how to push through and how to visualize heavy lifts, but also just workouts in general that are challenging for you. Could be you know, that you're going to go try a new CrossFit or you're going to participate in the open or something. You've never done that before. Both of those will help you mentally get into a better place. And I would highly recommend uh, checking those out if this is something that you struggle with. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.